here we are with our man to man in the man cave. Come on, man to man cave, should we call it? Yeah, oh, there you go. MTM cave, MTMC. So, uh, Dennis Lemire, Mike Makowski, man to man podcast video series. We we've got a lot of cool things going on. We launched audio. So yes, we we've been we've been on YouTube video only. Obviously, we share them out on Facebook. But this last week, uh, we launched the audio version, so it should be live on all of the major podcast yes. applications. I know it's on Apple because I found it there. I'm pretty sure I saw it on uh, Google Play, and um, I'll look through some of the other ones and make sure that we're listed on all of them. But it should be listed on all the major ones. All right. I kind of did a mass dump of the episodes because we were like four episodes in. Um, when we launched it audio only. So okay. I've sort of rolled out like one a day uh, over the last four days just to kind of get get us caught up. But right. then it'll go back to being weekly, which is what our, our normal um, podcast will be. So it'll be, it'll be released weekly. So everybody, there's a backlog of four or five episodes that they can listen to depending on when this one goes out. Um, but we're, we're on audio only too. So uh, that's cool. This is this will be like episode six, somewhere in there. Um I'm excited, but I have I've got a problem. So, like, we have to talk about this before we get into anything else. About um, the basic event that's coming up? No, no, we have a basic event that that might happen by the time we have this. It might have already happened <laughs> oh, by the time true. this launches. So, I, I don't, yeah, we might have just had a great basic event. We're just going to assume that it was amazing, yeah. and we'll have a good recap in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, um, but no, I I so I was over here for for New Year's Day, right? For food, and like there's this epidemic that popped up at your house that we have to discuss. You cooked like this fantastic prime rib. It was great. I mean, it was really good. And I'm not just like want because I want to be invited back for the next one. It was good. It was solid. But you go serve this thing. And this is a like this is a dino bone prime rib that you're cooking full. Right. Not sliced up and grilled like I've seen sometimes. Like, right. this is a legit prime rib. Yeah. And you cook this thing, and you're like, okay, who's ready to eat? And all these people are like, I'd like mine burnt, basically. <laughs> like, I, I want it well done. Yeah. What? Who are your friends and why <laughs> is my first question here. Like, who are you associating with? The... Great, I'm ashamed. Great, <laughs> great people. Wonderful. Love them to the max. They're the best people ever. I just, yeah, I was surprised I've never had anybody when it comes to prime rib. Prime rib is supposed I've, to be yeah. underdone. Yes, I've never had anybody say that. So I had to find the pieces that were well done, and they still loved it and enjoyed it. But, yeah, so now I know them. You but, know what? Like, to no. overcook food? Like, what, <laughs> did, that's, what do you learn from that? I know that when we have those friends of ours over again, that we'll probably do soup. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, here's a prime rib. And they were like, could I have meatloaf? You're like, what? <laughs> that was, you overcook a prime rib, it's meatloaf. It's roast beef, basically. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't even know what it is because I've never done it. So Why would you? I, I, you know. It was fantastic. Jesus loves them too. <laughs> you should love them more. Because that's ridiculous. Yeah. So well, what we did find out though, just really quick, what we did find out is it's not that they like it well done. It's that they never had it any other no. way. Oh, it's yeah. the fear of blood. When right. they see red on their plate, yeah. they won't eat it. 
So it's not even that they, they like it well done. It's just that they, they refuse to eat anything that bleeds on their plate. I asked them all, and that's what... And the one person had just this teeny <laughs> little bit mixed in with the potatoes, and he wouldn't touch it. And so... So I, I told them all, I said, one of these days I'm going to cook you something oh. and I'm just going to blindfold you and have you try it. And, but yeah, so it's just the, the that whole... The, the, I guarantee you the same people put ketchup on everything. No, the one family I was like, no. hot sauce maybe, but... It's no. red. It's red liquid stuff <laughs> and you put it on your food. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. The idea of blood freaks people. You're, you're yeah. eating an animal. And the idea that it had blood freaks you out. Like that, that's exactly You really didn't why. think this one through, yeah. did you? Well, Carrie's family, when I first met her, was exactly the same way. Uh, when I, They knew I liked to grill. And so when I came over to their house, Carrie's dad uh, had these huge um, ribeye steaks. Just beautiful. And he goes, you know, he had eight of them. And he goes, I, I, oh, Carrie told me that you like to grill. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love grilling. He goes, would you... Do the honors. I'm like, for sure. I said, how do you like them done? Well done. I said, I handed them back the tray. I'm like, I'm not cooking <laughs> can't them. can't do one. it. <laughs> he said, what? I'm like, I, let me cook them. I can, uh, let me cook them too, just under medium. And I said, if you want them more, you know, cook more, I can always put them back on. And they, they actually all agreed. And now my wife likes it. It's rare. I mean, it's like yeah. two seconds and she's done. But they all were like, this is the best tasting steak I've ever had in my life. So That's the way to cook it. That's why. Like, that's yeah. the that's the way you properly cook steak. I mean, it's there's a reason why that ribeye steak is how much a pound. Like, usually it's like eight nine bucks a pound, if not more nowadays. Oh, it's more like twenty dollars a pound. Okay. Ribeye, yeah. So, oh yeah, so I'm way off. So I'm not obviously buying expensive steak. Clearly, I just gave you my budget. <laughs> but I mean, but hamburger is what a pound. I don't even know. Three four bucks yeah. maybe for yeah. a pound. There's a reason. There's a reason. <laughs> Dan, there's a reason yes, that hamburger, is. which true. hamburger you cook through, true. usually for That's most true. people, and a steak you don't cook all the way through because it's flavor. Yeah. So well, yeah, I don't. Some, know. I some just... restaurants don't even cook their burgers all the way through. No, no, no they, yeah, they, they, you know, nice. they ask you, do you want it medium, medium rare? So yeah. I always go with medium, medium rare when burgers. So it's, it's nothing to do with what we want to talk about, but I had to bring it up because I was like, I'm sitting in the corner. Biting my tongue because these are not people that I know all that well, right. and and I'm watching them like ruin this prime rib. And I'm going, what are we doing here? Like this is a really nice prime rib. So I had to, I had to bring that up because I've never, I don't ask. <laughs> you are polite enough to ask. Right. Like you said, hey, how do you want it done? I would have just served it, and watched them all go. That's what would happen. They would have yeah. given me back. And then I would have eaten it yeah. myself. Oh, they're like, bone. sucks for you. <laughs> I have more for me. You want, Danny, you want to take some home? Yup. Because yeah. <laughs> Billy here didn't eat. Too bad, Billy. I'll take it home. Better My start, kids will eat it. Better start liking blood, buddy. I yeah. Know. I mean, it's just, I, w- I don't even ask. I just serve it the way it's supposed to be. Like, I go to a restaurant and I, they ask, like, do you want this? I'm like, you're the cook. This is your, I don't own this place. You do. Make the food and serve it to me. <laughs> And if you think this is the way you want it to taste, I'm gonna eat it. That's yeah. me at a restaurant. I don't yeah. want it. Perkins drives me nuts. I don't. Perkins isn't really a thing anymore, but it used to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. And you go to Perkins, and there's 55 questions. Oh yeah. I want a burger. Well, would you like that with lettuce? Yeah. How about tomato? Yeah. Could you? Could I just like just? How do you want to serve it? Just bring it out and put it on the table. I'm good. It's your 
meal. You make it, you bring it out. Oh, yeah. Now the options have changed a little bit. Multi-grain bun. I thought there's a hundred questions, and I just put it on whatever you want to put it on. So, anyways, that's what I would do. So, we do have uh, my son. I just want to... We have my son here today who's producing for us. So, Caden is producing. So, that's different. So, this may look different than it has in the past because he's... uh, He's doing some production for us. Um, it's something that he's done. What's it? I was just I was just whispering his name. Oh, it's something that he's done uh, really well in the past. We've we've had some shows that uh, we've had fun with in the past. So um, so I, he wanted to come and try it out. So he's here too. So I just want to let everybody know that this episode. We're not going to get this fancy every episode because you and I are not that good. Uh, but Caden is, and so yeah. so he'll be doing some fancy stuff. So thanks for your time, buddy. Yeah, it's awesome having you here. So what? What I really wanted to bring up was not the primary thing, although I did have I had I had to address it because it's clearly the elephant in the room at this point. After being over here, was that I, I don't know how you I don't know how you did that. And you probably eat elephant medium, right? You were much more gracious than I was. Oh. I was like, wow. So um, so we had to cover that. But one of the things that I think um, I have had I, I have, I've had I had a conversation with a guy um, again this last week, and you know, and, and part of Part of man-to-man really is trying to trying to get guys okay with the idea of having personal conversations with other guys, right? right? Like it, it, it's become so taboo right. or so out of the ordinary for two people to sit, down, two guys to sit down and have a conversation like this. Right. That part of what we're doing is literally just saying, "Hey, this is okay," right. and look, we're doing it. Right. It's okay. It's okay. So I'm sitting down having a conversation with a guy, and um, and one of the things that he said to me, which I, I it hit me, and 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 I've been thinking about it is, and I've heard this multiple times, right? It's this idea of where do I start, right? So here I am, uh, and and I I came to you with this two years ago with this same question, right? The same thing. I we sat out in the backyard. Um, it was cold. I remember it was cold. But we sat out in the backyard, and and I and I said like, what do I do now, right? I, I've I've come to the realization that I don't know what I'm doing. No. I don't like where I'm at. I don't like what's going on in the world around me, no. or my life is sort of at a place where I I just I don't like where I'm at. It feels like it's out of everything is out of my control. Right. Like life is happening to me, I am not involved in it. And the one thing you said too is I'm done trying. I remember you saying, yeah. like I'm just, I'm just so tired. I'm just done trying. Seems like nothing I do works. Nothing I do seems to fix anything. Right. Right. And I felt like I was doing. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm putting in max effort. Right. Like I am, I'm giving it all I got. I'm redlining my abilities. Right. And, and again, as I was talking to this guy the other day, I heard the same things from him. I heard him say those exact same things, right? Uh, I'm doing everything I can. I am trying so hard. And at the same time, just nothing is working. Right. It's just, it's, it's, not, it's not producing a result. So uh, we've unpacked a little bit about like, what do you do when nothing's working? But the real question that I wanted to kind of pose in this, this episode is... Like, where do you start? Yeah. At some point, you have to have a place to start. So if you're a guy and you're in that position where you're thinking, hey, 
I'm, I'm giving, man, I, f- I really feel like I'm giving it everything I have. I, I feel like I am trying as hard as I can possibly try. Yeah. And it's just not working. Yeah. Things are not working. I, I, I'm good for a little while and then I'm terrible. I'm terrible for a little while and then I'm good. Like, where do you start? What is, if you could boil it down to, okay, stop. Right. Stop right now. Let's start here. Right. Where do you start? Great question. <laughs> uh, I, you know, you hear the statement all the time, I'm at the end of my rope. Yeah. You know, I'm just at the end of my rope. And one of the things that I've said in the past is, well, then you need to grab another rope. You need to actually put your trust in something else that you've been hanging, something else other than the thing that you've been hanging on to this whole time. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. And the, the tough thing about that is, as a man, that's hard. Right. Because we, we don't want to, when we get at the end of the rope, we're going to do something else to try to make it work. And then when we get to the end of that, we're going to do something else to try to make it work. We keep trying to climb back up, tie another knot, you know. Uh, so the first thing we have to realize is we got to give up. We literally got to give up our life. We've got to say, I'm done trying. I'm done trying to do the way I know how to do things because it obviously isn't working. So when you say I'm give up our life and I'm done trying, right? You don't mean quit doing anything, no? Or quit? What? What, what exactly? When when you say like, okay, give up your life. I'm I'm you know we need to quit trying. What do, What do you mean? Like, what does that look like? That means you literally come to the end of yourself, and you put your trust in someone else. Okay. You literally go, I can't, but I know someone who can, and you grab onto the one that can. And that's where, that's where you know, obviously what happened to me was the realization that everything I tried was screwing my, my marriage up worse than ever. And so I knew that I didn't have the wisdom, the ability at all to, to make marriage work, so I had to find someone who can. And that's where my life got transformed by Christ, the realization of I have to give up my life. I had to lose my life. Scripture says to gain his. If I lose my life, it says it says in uh, actually it says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What verse is that? If you could just that is uh, Luke nine, uh, Luke nine twenty one through twenty five. Okay. It says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed there we have to come to a point as men that we can't do it anymore and yeah it's very difficult to come to that conclusion because we don't want to in fact god's designed us to battle he's designed us to fight he's designed us to try every avenue we can um and most men do and lose a lot right families relationships jobs sometimes even their life so that's that's what i think that I think that happens frequently, right? Yeah. I should say I think. I mean, statistically, we know it happens frequently in all of those areas, right? As you get to the end of yourself, and you have to make, we talked about this in the last episode, you have to make a decision. Right. You have to make a decision. What am I going to do? And a lot of men, when they get to that point, it's resignation. Yeah. Is the word that, 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 that I use to explain. I don't know, probably John Eldridge probably said it at one point and I picked up on it, but... That's the word I think. It's resignation. It's, I don't have anything left to give. Right. I, I, and, and so I'm going to end my life. I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. I'm going to end my marriage. I'm mm-hmm. going to stop. 
fathering my kids. Yeah. I'm going to um, sell it all and move to another state and start over again. Right. right? And do it all over again, the and same do thing. Do the same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Because, right. because I don't, I, there's no other place to go, so you have to make a choice. Right. And that's one choice, is resign, resignation. Other things I see guys do is just shut down. Oh, yeah. How many men do you know just live in a life of, they've just given up. Right. And they're alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And they have no communication like this going on uh, because they feel they, they have no value to the world. Uh, you know, the, the enemy just wants to do that. The enemy, it, it's one of his driving factors when it comes to us men is just getting us to the point of where, you know what? It'd be better for me not to be here. Right. Better, for, you know, one of the things that I consistently battle, and this is no lie. You know, even when I was in high school, you know, they, the question in my history class was, who do you want to become like? Or who do you want to be, right, mm-hmm. growing up? And when I was growing up, I was, you know, the kid that got beat up in high school. I was, you know, the, the kid that was, you know, I love the outdoors and I was always outside, but very few friends, that kind of thing. I wanted to be Grizzly Adams, man. <laughs> I wanted to. The bear. I, I had a plan of escape when I was 15 years old. I had it all planned out on how I was going to leave Go up north into the uh, you know into the northern woods, ride get somehow get a ride out there, and then just live out in the wilderness, have a grizzly bear and an Indian as a friend, and that was what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> I wanted to resign, you know. Right. Even as a kid, I felt that way. Just checking out. Just checking out. Yeah. And the enemy wants us to do that, and the reason he's so the reason so many men struggle with this because the enemy knows how powerful we can be when we let go of our life, when we say, you know what, I'm not in control of this. But I need someone else to take control. Somebody that I can trust. So that's the other. So the first, the, or the one, I should say. The, right. So the, the left turn at, I'm at the end of my rope, is resignation. Yeah. The right turn, or the, the other branch to this path, right, is is giving up control. It's yeah. basically, and not, and not just giving up. Again, I feel like that's important to designate there. Is it's not, we're not talking about giving up because that's resignation. Right. It's giving up control. control right. Your, yourself trying to be the one in control. Right. And the verse you just read says that you have to give up that control. Right. If you don't, you'll lose your life. You lose your life. You, you, you life. gain, you could gain the world. Can gain everything that's going to physically and physically maybe satisfy you to a point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you, you you'll you'll lose your life. You'll gradually continue to lose it. It'll get worse and worse and worse. And and like I say, for there's so many men now contemplating suicide. Why? Because once again, uh, the enemy would rather take us out, right? Than have to battle with us. He'd rather us just take us out. And that's why you got to lose control. You have to admit. That's the second thing. You have to let, con- let control. You have to admit that you can't do anything. You can't do anything that's going to make this thing work. You have to admit that, okay, I don't have the wisdom and knowledge to successfully live in the way that I was designed to live as a man. And um, and that's another tough thing, to admit I'm wrong. We don't ever want to admit we're wrong, you know, or admit I can't do anything. Or, or admit that you have to be, you know, I mean, again, so here I was sitting outside on your back porch, you know, I'm 45 years old, 40, you know, at that time, yeah, 45, 44. Right. And, you know, I've lived a lot of life. I've been through a lot. I, I'm, you know, I'm fairly successful in a job. You know, I have two sons. I mean, you know, like I've been through a lot of life. I'm not young. Right. And I have to admit that, hey, I don't, 
I don't have an answer for any of these things. Like, I am not in a place where I can say, I'm going to pick myself up by the bootstraps because I don't... I don't want any boots. I don't have boots on on at this point. (laughs) Like, I'm, you know, I don't don't have that. And so to do that would be completely foolish for one, but it also meant that I had to start over. Right. And... And I literally started over in everything. I just said, "Screw it!" If mm-hmm. if I if I'm if I don't know what I'm doing in any, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with right. nothing, and I'm gonna start rebuilding from the ground up, right. learning how to do things in the way that I should have before, right. but correctly in a healthy manner. Right. And some things, let's be honest, some things I'm it's. Okay. Okay. Once I started to look, examine, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm okay here. Right. You know, I'm I'm pretty okay here, so I can bring back in some things that I was doing before because you know there was not a whole lot of tearing down that needed to be done in these areas. But other areas, it's literally been like I just need to do I need to do this com- completely different than I was before. One hundred percent differently. And some areas are pretty easy. Uh, physically working out, right? Like I, I wasn't working out, <laughs> so it was pretty easy. Start doing something, right? right. Like uh, anything, just do something. Right. And now I enjoy it. Right. Now I mean, I, I, when I miss a workout day, I'm bummed right. because I enjoy doing it. And I talk to other people about working out. Not just am I doing it, but I'm having conversations with guys about working. Like, what's the best way? What kind of weights do you use? Right. You know, like what? What's the what's set? And I, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Why? Like two and a half years ago. I didn't work out at all. Yeah. Now I'm having conversations about guys about how best to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so what that, what that brings me to <laughs> is, you know, it's so funny. One thing I want to say quickly when it comes to control uh, really quick is, is the fact of that um, when we, we will actually get to a point of where, you know, we, we try to take so many things under control that we'll begin to try to control others. Right. You know what I mean? Why? Because, well, if I can control this person, then that person won't do anything that's going to be out of control to me. And so we begin to control others. And, and so that that's that's where it, like I say that's where it begins to span out to, and then you end up controlling others to the point of losing others, right? And and then you end up back in the same spot, and that's why you know guys, especially men, that are going through relationship after relationship, is because they step in and try to control the next relationship, so it doesn't turn out like the first one, right. but then it's going to be the first one because that woman is the exact same person that they, whatever. But but what's interesting if we try to do life without directions, we have some directions. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some directions from our parents, from self-help books, from all those kind of things. We have some directions, but, you know, I always love the statement from the, the, the TV show Home Improvement, right? I don't know if anybody's ever watched that before, but, the, you know, I said directions. Old school at this point. Yeah, but, yeah, directions are just the manufacturer's opinion on how to make it, how to, how to fix it, or how to put it together, right? And if you ever watch a show, if you're out there and you've never watched it, you still, you can find them on TV, I'm pretty sure, but... Basically, every time he removes himself from the directions and tries to do it himself, something horrible happens in the end. The end result is not good. And, and that's exactly what we do. I mean, that, that is a man's life in a nutshell is, is this whole, oh, okay, well, that's maybe how you say, even we'll do it when they have a relationship with God. Yeah, God, you may say that's how to do it, but I know better. I'm a man. So I step back into control again. And next thing I know, I'm... I've got a lawnmower that blades are flying off in one episode where the blades flew off and went through the house, you know, type thing. Um, and so, you know, doing life without 
direction and direction that from the person that knows us the best. We talked about that last yeah. podcast and still loves us the most. You know, uh, that's the direction that I had to realize I needed because the directions that I had prior to that point were not good. <laughs> and, and that's the, that's, I think that's another hard part is there's so many directions. Yeah. There's so out there right now. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally a, it's, it's a, it's a massive industry. Oh yeah. Right. You, you, I mean, just go on to any, again, we just talked about how me and the man is now on podcast apps, right? Right. You go on there and in the self-help or, you know, personal improvement sections or things like that, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of things that you can look through. All with different opinions. Yep. That are all right, according to them. Yes. Like, I have figured this out and here's how you do this. But then the next one has figured it out and here's how you do it and it's different. Right. Right? And, and, And most of them, it's you have some sort of syndrome or problem or you know what's pretty obvious if you look in the chemical you know infrastructure of your brain yeah then this is what's going on but then the next person comes in and they're saying well if you look at the chemical disbalance in your brain then this is what's going on and it's how who do you believe how do you sort through right and as a as a guy again you know we're we're doing it we're saying hey here's here's the here's here's what we found right? right Right. Here's what we found right. works. Right. How? So you're at that point that you're like, hey, this is not, I, I, I can't do this. I'm at the end of my rope. Right. So you say, okay, I, I'm going to give up control and I'm going to seek help. Right. I'm going to admit that I'm, I'm going to admit that I can't do it. Admit that I can't do it so myself. I need, to, I need to put in somebody that can. Right. Right. And most, guy, I'm going to guarantee you most guys will go to Google and put in, yeah, like I suck as a man. How not? How to not suck as a man? Or how to how to be a better better father? Or how to be a better husband? Right. I guarantee you that if you look up those search words, right. and I, I'll venture to say in the last two years, that 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 is skyrocketed. Yeah. And I maybe oh, yeah. should have looked this up, and, and maybe I will another time. But I guarantee you that those things have skyrocketed. Oh yeah. And all they do is and and all and and. Once again, some of them, some of them do help people. I mean, I, For sure. there's there's some there's some nuggets and things that you can get out of self help books and and stuff like that. That if you do and apply in your life, you know, it, it does help. Usually, it's for a little while. And why does it not last? It doesn't last because it's a human point of view. It's it's okay. it's it's definitely it comes from somebody another human that have had that has done something that supposedly has helped his life. And so when you come from that perspective. Like I say, it may help, but it's only going to be for a little while. And that's why, you know, to be truthfully honest with you, that's why the need for Christ in your life is so important. You've got to get a spiritually set mind, something that's outside of the human thinking, because that's the only thing that's been around for thousands of years that so many people have put their trust in, and it's helped consistently, and it never changes. It just doesn't change. You're not going to find six different opinions of of, of something in in the Bible. Right. You're not going to find it. You're going to find one opinion, and that opinion is going to be there for the rest of the Bible's life and history of your life. Uh, and you've got to buy into the fact that our mind and what we can learn from this world is not the things that are going to be that's going to give us the ability or the strength to maintain a life that is no longer suicidal. That's no longer giving up that's no longer you're going to have those those thoughts every once in a while and you're going to bump into things 
but you got to go back to the spiritual side of of Christ and the reality that uh, there's only one that saved my life and there's only one that if I lose my life I gain his mm -hmm. right and uh, so one of the things I always tell people listen I don't have all the answers but I do know the one that does right, right? yeah we discussed that sort of thing. yeah and so you know that reality of at the end of Mike Mikowski is the beginning of Christ in my life in a lot of ways in a lot of ways mm -hmm. at, when I say God I can't do it I know you can so teach me show me and in Colossians, it says, um, it says in Colossians 2, verse 18, it says, Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on highest self-denial or worship of angels, saying that they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with joints and ligaments, and it grows in God's nourishment of it. Now watch this. Uh, is this. This is so... This thing was written a long time ago, mm -hmm. correct? Right. And it says, you have died with Christ, and, you, and, has, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. See, the reality is when I, when I die to Mike Bukowski, right, when I, when I give up my life and I say, you know what, I can't do this anymore, God. I need you in it. I need you to give, be the author. I need you to give me the directions. I need you. When I die to Christ, then Christ says, okay, listen, now you can hear me. Now I'm going to come in. Now I'm going to start giving you directions on how you can live your life. The cool thing about it is it's not, a, it's not about self-help. It's about the reminding of who he's already designed us to be. Right. And so when it says, it says I, I, you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of, the wor of this world. All the influences that are trying to tell us how to do things of this world. They're all worldly. There, there's some good, there's some good, there's some bad, whatever the case may be. But the point is, is that they're all worldly. So why do you keep on following these rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? You know, it says here, such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. I mean, how many things have we applied in our life that we, that was given to us by a podcast or whatever, just right. like you're listening to now, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what I need to do. And then we we do, we like you say, work out, mm -hmm. right? Okay, I just got to get up every morning at 6 o'clock. And I got to make sure I'm there by 6.30 and I got to work out for an hour. And, and we're constantly putting in this effort to try to do it, all right? Yeah, there's some reality to that. Uh, but at the same time, Maybe, like, right? Right, yeah. right. But at the same time, what's interesting is it says, Deteriorate as you use it. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, mm -hmm. pious self-denial, a severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. The things that are constantly pulling at us, the things that we're constantly falling to, all these things have no help at those type of things in our life. That's why we continue to make stupid decisions. That's why we continue to do dumb things. That's why we continue to... Is why? Because... I'm, I'm going off of what the world says I should be doing as a man instead of what God says I should be doing as a man. I'm trying to control my life instead of give up control to my life so, so that Christ can step in. Uh, and I, I don't know what else to say. That's... So to know the, so to know the, it feels to me like to know what part of, because a lot of those things that like you said, they, there are some very good things that we can learn and yep. principles that we can apply, right? Yep. So to know which ones of those make sense, you really have to have that what we've been talking about for the last couple of podcast episodes, I mean, for the last three or four, right. is that understanding of what God is, who God is, what it means, right? And, and 
And to be able to bounce that out, if you don't have that, then you're sort of just starting over on your own. I shouldn't even say sort of. That, that, like that, that totally takes away from the point. It's not that you're sort of. You are. You could. So let me, let me back up. You could stop. You could say, I'm at the end of my rope. You could start down the path of rebuilding, trying to understand. You're going out, you're listening to some, you're listening to Oprah, and I don't know if these people are still doing anything, so I'm just going to show that I don't really pay attention to other things. But you're listening to Oprah, and you're listening to Dr. Phil, and you're finding out from, um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and all these people, right? right? Like, these are all great ideas, and I'm waking up at 6 in the morning, and I'm doing... 20 push-ups and 20 sit-ups and 20 jumping jacks and I'm and then I've got to go take a cold shower and then I've got to go drink this type of coffee and then I've got to make this type of breakfast and then I'm going to be successful. Yeah, right, exactly. People do that. Right. And for a period of time they go holy crap, I'm successful. Right. Look at I've taken all of these things that all these people said and now I have been successful. Right. In but, one area. But then what happens? Yeah. In one area. And and how long does that last? Right, exactly. How many are you making new how many of you made a New Year's resolution that you're gonna be physically fit? How many people start going to the gym? Right now, and again, this might not be um you know, this might not be when this airs, but right now it's the seventh of January. Yeah. And I guarantee you like ninety percent of New Year's resolutions have already been broken. Oh yeah. <laughs> for for sure. Right. Mine has already. <laughs> I don't do it. Because I it's not even worth it anymore. Yep, there's actually a statistic out there that actually says how many days or how long it actually takes before you break your first New Year's resolution. Yeah, I guarantee you it's measured in days. Oh, yeah. Not months or years. No, no. Days. You know, because something happens, and this is is what I think we need to step into. Something happens when I give up my life, when I lose my life, the realization, and I admit that I'm wrong, they admit that I can't do this, they admit that I don't have the answers, the reality is, now that I've done that, the scripture says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ. So once I give up my life mm-hmm. and I ask Christ into my life, right? Mm-hmm. He raises me up with a new life. A life that was from the original design that God had for Mike Mikulski. Right. See, we, we, we take everything down here and try to, like I said before, you don't live this life to discover your identity. Right. You bring your identity to this life. Right. Right. And so... The coolest thing about giving up my life and asking Christ to come into my life, now he raises me up in the new life that he's had designed for me since the beginning before creation ever was even made, God designed for me. So it's so cool because it says, what that does then, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Your focus is no longer down here. I'm trying to figure out what I can get from this world to help Mike Mikulski's life. My focus will go directly to scripture, to prayer, to God. Look, what do I need to do? Me and you just pray before this podcast. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father, come into this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're not, we're, not, we're not focusing on the worldly things anymore for this podcast. We want to hear from heaven. It says, set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor of God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. Right, that's the right. shift. So, so yeah, when those thing, when you're trying to figure out what the heck do I do to get myself from rock bottom to start moving up, that's the key. Is everything has to bounce off of, is this me, or is this from God? That's good, right? Yep. Because if if like you said before we start talking, you know, if we that if we get to a point where we go, okay, 
I'm I'm stabilized. I got it. I will now resume control. Oh yeah. Right. I that's our natural ability. That's our human nature. Right. And for guys, I mean, it's 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 literally what we're told we're supposed to do. Right. I mean, even even if you look at biblically, right, we're supposed to be the head of the household, the leader. We're supposed to you know be the the priest of our our you know our family. All like all of these things. If you literally have no understanding of God's character and right. who he is and right. what he's intended you for, right. and you just take those things, yep. it makes you think, I need to have all the answers and be in control. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then what's even interesting is when you when you get comfortable, mm-hmm. like you're saying, and then God doesn't show up, you'll resort back to something you did six years ago. Right. When you thought it worked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, oh, Yeah. That's a consistent battle. Instead of pursuing and saying, well, God, I, uh, you know, I haven't heard from you in three weeks, so I, I've got our immediate nature as a man is to go, well, I, I, I need to do something. Right. You know, look at, look at Abraham, right? And said, yeah, you know, God said you can be the father of many nations. I just read that, you know, in my daily readings, right? And it wasn't happening. He was 90 years old or whatever, right? And his wife was 92. And, right. Right? And so what does he do? She says, well, here, take my... I'm going to take it into my own hands because I've got to have a son right. to, to claim my inheritance, right? That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to be careful of. And so sometimes when it comes to adversity, we can't look at adversity as something that's necessarily always bad. That adversity keeps us on track. Right. I mean, I'm not praying or asking for adversity at all. I'm not saying that. But when you think about the struggles that we face in life, Sometimes we look at every single struggle as something that's bad for us when realistically the struggle has, a, has an incredible ability of keeping us focused on God, on the heavenly realms, and necessarily on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because it goes on to say, think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you died to this life. Right. A dead man can't. <laughs> and if I'm dead to this life, I can't get anything from it. Right. A dead person can't get anything from the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, ask anybody in the grave. They'll tell you. They're not, they're not getting anything, <laughs> right? But it says, you, if for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. What? So in other words, the more I read Scripture, the more I seek after God in, about my new life, the, it's hidden in Christ in God. The reality is he's going to, during that time frame, he is going to spill out into my life the thoughts, the plans, and the things that he has for me the directions for what I should do for this next step, the ways that I should approach this next relationship, right? Right. How I should approach this job. I mean, if we continue to keep that focus, we're, we are stepping into the new life. We were losing our old one. And, uh, and it, says, it says, and when Christ who is your life is revealed to the world, you will share in all the glory. And then it goes on to say, if you read in Colossians 3, it goes on to say, so put to death all these sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do. And then they go off and list all these different things that every man struggles with. Sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. All these things. It says, put these things to death. Right. Don't go there anymore. Why? Because my focus isn't on what earth can provide. My focus is on what God can provide. Why? Because I know that's lasting. That's, so those are next steps, right? Like right. so now this is after you get to this point. Right. I think you you know we've gotta we've gotta kinda make sure that we're we're that's a whole nother ball game there because <laughs> you've gotta get to there you've gotta get to a point where you're comfortable enough with with this new life. 
right. with giving up yourself. I think that that's a big. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, again, I don't, I don't mean to put the brakes on, but I feel like it's um. It's it's really easy to kind of want to speed past. Right. Again, you know, I say this often, and and I I think it's important because, again, we want to you know. We 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 like, I want I want I want results. Yeah. We all do. We all we all want results, right? Like, hey, you can lose ten pounds in four days, right? We're all like, whoa! I'll listen to that commercial, right? Yeah. I mean, we all want results, but this isn't like this journey, this right. path that we're advocating here. This is not a results-driven journey. It's not. It's a process-driven journey. Right. It is a it is a journey-driven journey. Is really what it is. Like. You may not see results in this world. You might not. Right. It's no guarantee right. at all. And then you might have some results that happen. You, most people do. Yeah. Most people yeah. see some. But you have to also, I think in order to see results, you have to change your idea of what results means. Yeah, in some cases, yeah. Because results might not be uh, what you expect them to be. It might be. Holy crap! I have a way better relationship with my sons than I've ever had. Right, and I didn't do this to get that result. Right, I did this. I made changes in my life. I made the way I interacted with them. I made the way that I, um, my my focus with my boys different. Where did you because get that, that from? was what God was telling me to right. do. Exactly. Not because I wanted to. End up with, it wasn't like, okay, I want a better relationship with my boys. What are five things that I can do to do that? Right. Nope. It was, I am going to do what God is telling me to do. Slow down. Build margin. Enjoy them and, and what, what they do. And what did all that, who did all that have to do with? Who did all that have to do with? I don't know that I understand in that. Other words, in, other words, in other words, build margin. Everything that, in order for you to have the relationship with your kids, God did a work on you. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. She didn't change them. No. No. He had your focus on right. what he was doing in your life. This new life that he, that Dennis has because of what Christ did for him. Right. Right. That's what's so interesting. We think that we think that that we got to get focused on everything around us. Mm -hmm. If they will all change. Right. Yeah. If my kids would just be obedient. If my wife would just be submissive. Right. right that's not how God works. God will always work on me, despite what's going on around me. He's going to work on me to right. bring the best Mike Mikulski to the to the the best Mike Mikulski life to this world, mm -hmm. and then the change occurs, like you said. It occurs in me, frankly. It, yeah. it may not. I, I don't. I mean, I can't sit here and say, "Boy, my boys are changed." I don't know that they are. Right. I don't know that. I don't know that they have to be. Right. Frankly, because that's their journey. Right. They have to walk that journey. And they have to make that choice. Right. They have to come to the realization that, hey, I want I, I, what I'm seeing. Right? There's a saying that says that that there for kids, right? That things are caught, not taught. Right? With with teenagers, I think is specifically where I got that one from. And somebody told me that about teenagers. Right? Like, hey, thing with teenagers, it's caught, not taught. Right. You can't sit down and be like, hey, here's how you do this, because they don't care. Because there's teenagers, they know, <laughs> they already know how to do it. They're born with this. As soon as they turn as soon as thirteen, we, we turn teenagers. Yeah, yeah, we become idiots, and they become the most important person or the most intelligent person in the world, right? So, and we all did it. Every single one of us did. I remember doing it to my parents, one hundred percent. And so, 
Um, and I'm not just saying that because he's sitting over here so you can hear me. I'm saying this because this is what I was, this, again, in searching through how in the heck do I parent teenagers because I've, this is the first time I've had teenagers and so I had to figure this out, right? I can't teach them. They have to see it in me. Right. And so if I'm calm, I mean, you, you make fun of me all the time. When we, we drove to the retreat in Danbury, you're like, hey, we gonna get there sometime today? Like, well, you're could, still you, driving could you speed it up? Right, right. Because I have a 16 year old son, and so if I'm driving 75 miles an hour in a 55, guess who else is? My son. So I He's don't. 75. <laughs> I don't want him driving that. So I don't. You know, I I don't I don't drink. Not because I have a problem drinking or because I had an alcohol problem or anything like that, but because I realize that. I don't want my sons to even see dad doing that because then to them, it's like, well, dad has a beer now and again. So everything is just fine. Right. And again, not that that's a problem. I don't, I don't, I, I 100% don't think it is. Right. But for me, it was for something Dennis's that, life for me and my kids. Right. I, I made that choice that right. I am going to err on the side of, they don't even see dad doing this. Right. And so what's the point? We can still, he still has a good time. He still has fun. He still goes out and does things and he doesn't have to drink. So we can too. We know it's possible because right. we've seen our dad do it. Right. That's what I, I think with, with kids. And I think that in our life for guys, you have to understand that it's, it's not about the stuff around you. No. It's not about, boy, if I just get my job right, I get a better boss. I get rid of this woman and get a good one that, that you know, that, that fits better with me, right? Like right. some sort of friggin' myth out there that there's this perfect fit for you. That's yeah. like, there's, there's no unicorns riding in on leprechauns oh, to save a, the day. Oh, right? there's a dating <laughs> podcast yeah. coming up for you. Sir, yeah. So. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, if, if we can just do all of those things, right. then suddenly I would be happy. Right. No, no, you'll be miserable just with different people around you. Because you're the miserable one. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And in the end, it's you have to figure, again, for me, and I say this, I say you, but I really, it comes from what I had to do was, was literally go, okay, what about me causes this? Right. What inside of me causes my relationship with my kids to look this way or what inside me causes me in my relationship with the, my friends and the people around me to look this way. And it's yeah. my, my relationship with my dad, my relationship yeah. with my mom, right? Like all, all of every single one of those areas. Anytime that, anytime that I've ever prayed and said, God, you need to fix my wife. He's always showed me what I need <laughs> to do to be fixed. It's just, it's just the truth. I mean, that is the truth. Um, the biggest difficulty for men I believe is that by design we are we are supposed to be the ones that fight. We we mm -hmm. stand against adversity. We make we make tough decisions. We make tough calls. We're supposed to not. We're, we're actually built in a manner that's not supposed to give up. We're not. You know, in fact, giving up on something is supposed to just tear us apart. Right. So the biggest difficulty for me was I had to realize that I am just an idiot. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything. In certain areas of my life, no matter how much I study, mm -hmm. even to this day in the Bible and the scriptures I do know and the Bible passages that I've memorized and and the consistent reading of the Bible I do, I'm still very, very far from learning everything that God has for me. For sure. So there's got to be a place where you realize that 
I don't care how strong or intelligent you are. I don't care if you're an intellectual. I don't care if you're, you're uh, whether you're um, uh, introvert or extrovert or you know your enneagram and I, whatever all that kind of stuff is trying to tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality is, is I don't know, and I do know someone that does. And my focus, no matter what goes on around me, has got to be in him. Mm -hmm. Has got to trust the fact that at the right time, in the right moment, he's going to give me the wisdom I need. That's going to bring it and that, yes, will bring an outcome that'll be by his hand instead right. of by mine. Because every time I've tried to produce an outcome by my hand, someone gets hurt. Right. I feel like the Bible has almost, I shouldn't say I feel like, I, I'm reading the Bible, what I see is that it, it almost destroys those ideas purposefully. Oh, for like sure. If you look, Jesus picked people who should not have been who he picked to right. follow him. Right. Jesus' disciples, if you if you were to go back now and all of them were to take the, you know, personality test, should you follow Jesus or shouldn't you? Take these 15 questions and we'll tell you where you rate on the scale of following right. Jesus or not. They all would have said, they all would have rated no, right. don't. And yet God was like, no, nah, I, I know that. Clearly, I created you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. I know you best. Right. So follow me and let me show you how you can be the best person that you are, right. that you are, you already are. That This is the thing to me that I think when you're a guy and you're at the end of your rope and you're thinking, I don't know what to do next, God does. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. created you. He knows who you are. You can't say, but you don't understand. Right. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And he understands because he, be, he, be, he became a human. He lived in human form. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He created you. Yes. He does understand because he made you right. that he way. And, but, well, so there's, there's also things out there that say, well, he was God. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was also became flesh. Right. So he, he, so he can understand what pain and hurt and depression and... Anxiety and all those things in the human sense feel, felt like he became flesh right. uh, for us, right? Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's stuff I get excited about. Right? Bit. Yeah, but it is. It is the reality that God loved us so much that He decided to enter human history and be taken care of by a family. I mean, think about. Yeah, what is it? Does John say at one point like somebody changed Jesus' poopy diaper yeah. at one point? Right? Like, right. Like God. Right. Pooped his pants pooped at his one pants. point, and right. somebody else had to change him and wipe him up yeah. and make sure everything was all clean yeah. for God. I mean, yeah. it's he allowed himself to experience those things in human form, which is is crazy, by the yeah. way. A whole maybe a whole other discussion, yeah. but so I think we can kind of wrap a yeah. little bit on yeah. this, um, you know, on this idea. So, so again, I, I just want to circle back to you know, at the end of your rope. You don't know where the heck to go next. The idea, you have two choices in front of you. And I think both of them involve giving up in some yeah. way, funny enough. One of them is what I, like I said, I call resignation, which is like literally giving up. Saying like, I'm just done. Might be just checking out. Might be literally checking out. Like suicide, divorce, right. getting you know, leaving your kids, leaving your family. It might just be figuratively checking out. Like, hey, I'm not going to do any of those major things, but I'm not engaging in any of this anymore. I'm just going to check out right. because the world doesn't need me. Right. And then the other way is the same thing. It's giving up, but it's giving up control 
and the thought that you have to control everything in your life and accepting the fact that there is a God that understands who you are, what you're made of, and what your strengths are, and will give you the ability to work within those and to figure out how what the next steps are right. based on what he has for you right. and what the purpose that he's designed you to be. And those are really the two choices. Yeah. Like, just some people want to go like down the status quo. You will end back up back at this point if you again and again over and over. again and again and until you make the decision to let go of your life. Until you choose to give it up, you right. grab a different rope. Otherwise, you're just gonna it's just over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, and coming to the realization that I'm wrong in this. I don't have the answers. And even the ones I have, I don't know if they're right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I know the one that does have all the answers, right? Um, and just, I, I wrote something down, I have to read it because, you know, because obviously in the in the world today, suicide is skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. Especially and, in men. Especially in men. And I just wrote, I just want to read it. I, I wrote down, the enemy of our souls, of your souls, wants you to believe that this, that this life and others would be better without you. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you have made, bad decisions, things that you have done. There is your real life that can begin to take shape. And everything bad that has gone on, God can and will turn to good. And so the one thing I want to say to you out there is this. Your past can either take you out of this life or be used to bring life to others. Mm -hmm. Every man that I know, every man that's made this decision to give up their life, for so that they can gain the life of Christ. They've asked Jesus to come into their heart uh, to be their Lord and Savior. Every single man that I know that has done that usually has a heart for other men that have the struggles they had mm -hmm. that they overcame. Right. Every time. Right. What do you th What do you think I'm doing here? That's why I'm here. I mean, no. my life, my growing up as a family, you know, the enemy destroyed that whole outlook of what family is. Why do you think I became a youth pastor mm -hmm. and then a family life pastor? Why? Because the enemy knew that if I, can't, if I continue in this life, mm -hmm. I could actually bring good change in other people right. with the help of God. So if you're out there and you have that thought, remember that everything that you've gone through to this point, God can turn for good. Right. And you can bring life, instead of taking your life out, you can bring life to others that are struggling in the area that you overcame because you chose to give up life and give it to Christ.